Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Isaiah chapter number nine, verse number six, the Bible says this, it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This morning, I want to preach on the subject, a Christmas prophecy, a Christmas prophecy. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We're thankful just to be here in your house. Lord. Thank you for the time that we had in our Sunday school hour where we could just gather around your word and talk about how you spoke to us and how good you've been to us. Thank you for the time that we had uh, to just pray for one another. Lord, I'm thankful for this time that we've had here this morning and singing about you and the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. His coming for the sole purpose to give his life for us. Lord, I do pray that you'd be with us this morning as we get into your word. I, Father, I ask that you would, Lord, remind us of why you came. And Lord, help us to focus on this in, during this Christmas season, to focus on you to keep Christ in Christmas. Father, because truly it is all about you. Father, we just ask for you to work in a mighty way. I pray that you'd speak to us, that you'd convict our hearts if we need that. You'd encourage us where we need encouragement. Father, you would challenge us where we might need to be challenged in our Christian life. Lord, and we'll give you all the praise and glory for what you'll do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The the Christmas season is finally uh, upon us. And it just seems like yesterday we were in the month of December uh, 2021. It's just crazy how, how fast time flies. The Christmas season is is a time that's designed uh, to remember the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the very Son of God. And understand today that we who know him, we should seek to honor him during this season. Amen? Wouldn't you agree with me? Uh, Those of us who know him, we should seek to honor him, uh, not only during this season, but with our lives. Uh, but the world, the, those who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, they react a lot different um, to this, the Christmas season. Either they ignore him outright. Uh, have you ever gone to someone and say Merry Christmas and they're just not going to say it, right? They, they don't want to say Merry Christmas. They don't want to say, uh, use the name of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, one of my kids in their school, she was talking about a boy in their school um, who said that, oh, we at our family, we don't celebrate the birth of Jesus. And that's just, that's our world today. Those who are lost, that's how they view Christmas. Christmas is all about presents, right? Christmas is all about uh, family time and time off work and time off school. But we as Christians should allow this time of year to be a time where we seek to honor him. All around there are Christmas trees. There's nativ- nativ- uh, nativity scenes. There's lights, all other kinds of decorations of Christmas. Cards are sent that represent his birth. 
gifts are given to one another because he is the greatest gift ever given. Still, most people have no idea who Jesus Christ truly is. We find here in the book of Isaiah, many years before the Messiah came, many years before Jesus came, we see a prophesy, a, a prophecy from Isaiah. And he leaves no doubt as to the identity of this child. He leaves no doubt as uh, to the identity of this baby born in Bethlehem all of those years ago. And I want us to look at this passage of scripture. And, and let me encourage you, as I've prayed this morning, to keep Christ as Christmas. Amen? Keep Christ as, as Christmas. Don't get so sidetracked with the busyness and the hustle and bustle of Christmas season and preparation for the Christmas season that you forget about him. But here we find in the book of Isaiah, he speaks of, of the identity of this one who will be born, this Messiah who will come one day. And he speaks of, first of all, his grace. He speaks of his grace. Look at verse number six. The Bible says uh, this. It says, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Notice that phrase that he repeats here twice. He says, unto who? Us. Unto us. I don't know what it's scraping on here. But the Bible says, unto us. Unto us. Understand that this child wasn't just given to, to Mary and Joseph. Right? This child was not just given to, to the Jews. This child was given to us. All of us in here today, he was given to you. He was given to me. And the same idea was repeated in the New Testament references to his birth. In Matthew chapter number one, speaking this, this letter, or speaking, Matthew was written to the Jewish people. And he said, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. That tells us that, hey, Jesus was coming and, and it shows his grace. He came to save his people. He came to save the, the Jewish people. But also in Luke chapter number two, Luke was written to uh, Theophilus and the Gentiles. That's you and me, the Gentiles. And it, it, it says this, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. He, was, he came for you and for me. What grace. You know, in our sinful condition, we don't deserve Jesus. Amen? In our sinful condition, the Bible says that we deserve much worse than his grace. The Bible says in, in John chapter 3, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. The Bible tells us that what we deserve in our sinful condition, and we're all sinners, amen? We're all sinners, amen? In our sinful condition, what we deserve is the wrath of God. Condemnation. That's what every single one of us in this room deserve. The Bible says in Romans 5, verse number 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world. Because of Adam, sin entered into the world. And death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all 
have sinned. According to the Bible, in our sinful, unforgiven condition, the Bible says we deserve death. We deserve to be eternally separated from God. In our sinful, unforgiven condition. But here's the wonderful thing. Even in all of that, God gave us his son. The Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, even when he saw us in our deepest, darkest sin, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Understand, when, when God was sending his son, when he planned, which he planned to send his son before the foundation of the world, but when he planned to send his son to this earth, you know, he saw the murderers. When he planned to send his son to this earth to die for the sins of the world, he saw the adulterers. He saw the thief. He saw those who would mock him. He saw those who would reject him. He saw those who would beat him and hang him on a cross. He saw those who would pierce that sword and that spear in his side. He saw you and he saw me and yet he still sent his son. That's grace. For unto us is a child is given. Unto us a son is given. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is grace, my friends. It's grace. See, in this Christmas prophecy here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6, we see God's grace. But what we also see in this prophecy is his glory. We see his glory. Look at verse number 6 with me again. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Isaiah calls this, this baby a child. And it speaks of, of uh, uh, his humanity. But he also speaks and calls this child a son, which speaks of his deity. You see, Jesus Christ is literally God-man. Do you believe that? Say amen. He's literally God-man. I believe, I said this at our Christmas party, I, I believe that one of God's greatest miracles, if not the greatest miracle, is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The day that, that God became man and remained man is a miracle. But we see his glory. Uh, we see his glory in his, in his uh, birth. Listen, the Bible says this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is Paul speaking to the Philippian church. He said, who being, speaking of Jesus, in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even uh, uh, until uh, the, the death of the cross. Listen, the love and the humility of Jesus was on display on that first Christmas morning. Amen? The glory of God was shown on that first Christmas day. Through Jesus being born, we see his wonderful glory. You see, as the God man that Jesus is, Jesus shows his glory in several important ways. Number one, in his birth. 
right? The Bible says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Listen, Jesus was the first ever to be born of a virgin and he will be the first ever to be born of a virgin. Listen, we see the glory of God in his birth, conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin. We see the, 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 the miraculous glory of God in his birth, but we also see his glory in his life. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And this is what he said, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. You understand that we see in the life of Jesus Christ, his glory. The disciples, when he calmed the sea, he said, they said, what manner of man is this? That he may calm the winds and the seas. Right? The, the Pharisees looked at him and said, never a man spake like this man. We see the glory of, of Jesus in his life. He was sinless. The Bible says, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. We see the glory of Jesus in his life. We see the glory of Jesus in his death. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. If that verse doesn't make you say amen, I don't know what will. Listen, for he hath made him to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says, therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my own life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. You understand that Jesus' death was not just any ordinary death. It was the ultimate blood sacrifice for the sins of the world. It was the perfect Sinless blood that needed to be shed for you and for me. His glory was shown in his death. See, the death sacrifice of Jesus is what we needed to be saved. Amen? It's what we needed to be saved. And praise God, he gave his life for us. But understand, if he stayed in the ground, he would have just been like any other good man. He would have been just like any other good man if he would have stayed in the ground, but he showed us his glory once again on the third day when he rose again. The Bible says he is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. The Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Listen, church, the tomb could hold him no longer. Death is strong, but life is stronger. Stronger than dark, the light. Stronger than the wrong, the right. Faith and hope triumphant say, Christ arose on resurrection day. Listen, his glory was shown in his, his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. There's never been anyone like Jesus. 
and there never, ever will be anyone like him again. We see his glory. For unto us, a child is, is born. Unto us, a son is given. But I want us to lastly see in this Christmas prophecy, we see his greatness. We see his greatness. He says here, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah tells us here that this child will have a name. And then he goes on to list more than one thing, right? He gives them these many titles. I think of myself and, and, and as you as well. We have, we have one name, but we have a lot of different titles, right? I, I'm, a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a brother, right? I'm, I'm a pastor. We have these different titles that we have. But here, Isaiah speaks of, of Jesus's greatness. You know, the Bible gives Jesus over 200 names or titles. And each one, it shows and declares his greatness. We see here, Isaiah, what the names that he gives to Jesus. He says, wonderful. That word means supernatural, secret, or extraordinary. This name that he gives to Jesus points out the truth that there is nothing common about Jesus Christ. He is the miracle man. He is so far beyond, the incredible thing is, he's so far beyond our comprehension that we will never truly figure him out and yet he can be known by a little child. Wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful in his words. He said, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's wonderful. He's wonderful in his words. He's wonderful in his works and in his ways. He cured the sick. He restored sight to the blind. He made the lame to walk. He raised the dead back to life. He fed the hungry. He drove away demons from possessed individuals. He saved you. He saved me. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Not only that, he says he's counselor. This word means to advise, counsel, purpose, devise, and plan. This, this title that Isaiah gives to the Messiah, it refers to his role as the leader and guiding force of our lives. The Bible says in Psalm chapter number 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Listen, if it weren't for Jesus, I wouldn't have direction. If it wasn't for Jesus, I would have no life purpose. If it wasn't for Jesus, listen, I would be a man most miserable. He's my counselor. He's wonderful. He's mighty God. He says mighty God, that word means you study it out, it means hero. It has the sense of hero. It refers to one who is strong, mighty, and invincible. Hunter, my youngest son, 
he's in that stage where he loves superheroes, right? Uh, he asked uh, uh, Teal for these costumes, superhero costumes. He, 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 he looks up to his superheroes, right? He wants to act like them. He wants to talk like them. He wants to fly like them. And it's always it's never good when he tries to fly like them. That's why he's got all those bumps on his head. But he tries to be like his heroes. Let me say this today, church. Jesus alone is worthy to be your hero. (laughs) Jesus alone is worthy to be our hero. Why? Because he has defeated all our enemies. He is mighty God. He is our hero. He defeated death when he rose again. He defeated sin with his amazing grace. He defeated Satan's hold on us when we believed on him. He defeated eternity in an awful place called hell. He is our mighty God. He's wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. He said, Isaiah said he's everlasting. He is the great I am. Amen. Your soul is tied to his and your soul will live as long as he does. He's going to live for all of eternity. Not only is he everlasting, but he's everlasting father. He's our father. That word means producer or generator. You know, he is our source. He brought us into being. He sustains us in our lives by his power. He fulfills his role as our father by loving us. Aren't you thankful for the love of Jesus in your life? He shows us that he's our father by supporting us. The Bible says that he is for us. So who can be against us? He is our father by sustaining us. He he tells us that his grace is sufficient for all our need. He's our father by comforting us. He, He tells us that he'll provide and he'll supply for our needs according to Philippians chapter four and verse number 19. He is our everlasting father. And lastly, he is the Prince of Peace. He will rule his kingdom in peace. How can he do this? How can Jesus be rule his kingdom in peace? Because he is the creator and he is the provider of peace. And those who know him know about peace. The peace that the Bible says passeth all understanding. And so let our minds stay on Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Let your mind stay on him. Truly, we find here in this passage of scripture, this prophecy in Isaiah, several years before the Messiah came, he said, listen, we're going to see God's amazing grace. We're going to see his unspeakable glory. We're going to see his incredible greatness. The question is this morning is, do you know him? Do you know him? I don't know about you, but just thinking about my relationship with Jesus Christ, it just brings joy. It brings tears. Because he is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the counselor. He is the prince of peace. He is everything. He is everything. But do you know him? Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you live your life 
serving him as you should. He's everything. We should give him our everything. Listen, thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God for Christmas. As we look at this prophecy, uh, this Christmas prophecy, we're reminded once again of the grace of God for unto us is given. We're reminded of his wonderful glory. He is the God man. And we're reminded of his wonderful greatness. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Do you know him? Do you love him? Are you serving him? Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.